Welcome in to RJ Bell's Dream Preview, European Soccer Betting Edition. This will be the last club edition before the World Cup is upon us. Woo! Exactly. And we will be having a free to enter $250 World Cup contest on the pregame forums as soon as I get around to doing it, probably after this podcast. Uh, so check that out. Uh, check out my Twitter, at Mac and Rivers. I will be uh, promoting that. And uh, it's free to enter, $250. And there might be a little bit more of an incentive to up it to $500. Details upcoming. Thank you for rejoining us. We have Griffin Warner here, who is on a little bit of a La Liga winning streak. We won't talk about my best bet and Mo Salah spoiling my hopes, but we will talk about Griffin's La Liga winning streak two in a row on this podcast. And follow him on Twitter at the real underscore G Warner. Uh, how was your weekend overall betting the betting La Liga and all the European soccer sports? All the sports, man. Um, keeping it all together and <laughs> all the and, leagues. I, mean, yeah. I try really hard to watch all these matches, at least ones that I have at my fingertips. There's a few French ones that I can't get. Um, so be it. Uh, say la vie, I think is probably the appropriate thing to say there. But um, it's been a grind. You know, I had a really good start to the season trying to get my way and finish this weekend as strongly as possible. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the World Cup. I feel like there's a lot of drama that's coming. There's a lot of injuries that are coming that have already hit. Uh, I haven't gone through yet the teams that are actually being selected for the countries, but looking forward to going through all that um, and really looking forward to our podcast because we're going to break down the World Cup for you. We're going to figure out how to make some money on this thing. If you're going to get up at 4 a.m. Central time for that first kickoff, uh, we want to at least make you some money while you're while you're up. Exactly. You will not walk alone if you're in Anfield and you will not watch the World Cup alone without uh, some betting advice along the way if you're following along to this podcast. So I am super excited as well. Uh, before we get into that, let's make some money this weekend on the club action. Uh, let's start in Italy. We got two games I want to talk about here. Let's start with Atalanta, not Atlanta, but Atalanta is catching a quarter goal at home, hosting Inter Milan. Inter Milan is fifth right now in the table, but if you look at the advanced metrics, it should be a lot better than that. They should have the best offense in the league, but they don't. They're fifth. Atlanta right now is third but they're the underdogs. What do you make of this matchup? Uh, any lean like on the side or total? Yeah, definitely lean to Atalanta getting a quarter of a goal at home. So Atalanta are a smaller club in northern Italy. Uh, supposedly really where the COVID outbreak occurred was when uh, a bunch of northern Italians traveled, I think, to Spain, I want to say, or to some other country for a Champions League match um, for Atalanta. And that's where I guess a lot of the infection spread. And then here we are now in a life where we're still wearing masks, or at least some people are. Um, but anyway, Atalanta, so they essentially wore a really small club that have a manager who's really aggressive. They have a really kind of smart, intelligent recruiting process that grabs a lot of players from other countries. So they're not really just Italian based. They have players from like famous ones from Denmark, from Germany, like all, all across Europe, essentially. Um, and what they've what they've built is a really, really strong program that they then sell off a lot of their players. Uh, unfortunately, last season, I was actually tipping them as potential uh, Scudetto winner or Serie A champion. Uh, but then then like their biggest uh, strong suit, they started selling the, those players away, I think, either do a, cr a cash crunch, hopefully not FTX style, but some sort of financial issue. Um, and they're kind of rebuilding, but they don't have Europe this year. And I think that's helped them a lot to where they sit in the table right now because uh, they haven't had to balance two matches a week. 
Now it's a little different here because they did have to play midweek as did Inter and Inter are used to it from a really good Champions League run so far that got them qualified out of the group of death ahead of Barcelona. Uh, but that's a whole other story, of course. Um, and and kind of where I sit with these teams is Inter, they, they really grew to a strong team that won the Scudetto two seasons ago with Antonio Conte. And then he left because they weren't really going to add to the roster. He's now Tottenham and we've seen kind of how that goes. Simone Inzaghi has taken over for him and he's a manager came from Lazio, who's a really offensive, like front footed team that were just trying to score goals the whole time. He's kind of taken what Conte was doing and what he had so much success with at Inter. But I feel like the, the Conte influence is wearing off the further we get away. And I think it speaks to Inter not really being as strong in the league and potentially not getting the results that their play potentially could deserve. Um, and I think it's it's just kind of speaks to who, who Inter are at this point. Lukaku really hasn't ever been a factor this season. I, it's a long way to go still, of course. And we have the World Cup coming up, so who knows what that's going to do to Belgium. Um, but in, Inter just don't seem to be that strong team to me. I feel like they're always a team that would kind of get you at the end, similar to the way Tottenham have this year under Conte. I don't feel like it's the same team that does that anymore. And Atalanta, they, they've got, they're kind of under the radar, still underdogs at home to Inter and ultimately were underdogs last weekend at home to Napoli. So I, I feel like they're under the radar a little bit. And I think they have a lot more talent than people realize. Uh, they're also getting healthier. Duvan Zapata, one of their most important strikers, is coming back. And I think even started midweek. So I'm very interested in Atalanta getting that quarter of a goal at home. You mentioned that they don't have to worry about Europe this year, where Inter does. There's two things with fatigue. There's the games you just played, and then there's the anticipation and the attrition that you expect for the rest of the season. We're at an interesting juncture here, where the World Cup is upon us about a week. Uh, I looked it up. Atlanta, Atlanta, should say, has three players going to the World Cup. It's pretty good for a club of their size. Inter, of course, major powerhouse, has eight. Uh, do you see that as an advantage for clubs this week, not just in this matchup, but across Europe, where some guys are looking? I mean, Roman Lukaku, he's the hot, hottest and coldest player, you know, the last five years. Sometimes he's great, sometimes he's not. Last year with Chelsea, he was not. Do you think that's on the minds of these players and these teams? And do you think that's an advantage here for Atlanta? 100%. I mean, it's not an advantage, I guess, in the minds of those three players for Atalanta, but I'm wondering if there's some start-sit decisions that are being made. Um, like, I'm pretty sure there was one in the Leipzig match midweek where one of their center backs kind of withdrew uh, last last minute um, because I think he wasn't feeling right, and he's like, the World Cup's about to be here. I'm not taking that risk. Now, I don't know if that is actually changing starting lineups because ultimately these clubs pay the salaries, so they have the calls. But I wonder if there's some a bit of a, a push and pull between manager and player kind of talking, saying, hey, I'm not sure I'm feeling very well uh, because everyone wants to be they, they dream of the World Cup. It's every four years. Um, and so I think that there's going to be a lot of players with I mean, maybe I, I don't know once the game starts, once the ball's kicked, if that actually changes things. But I could see some players being like, I'm not sure I want to enter that challenge or let this guy kick me uh, if, if I have the World Cup coming up in, in literally a week's time, which is insane. It's kind of like, it's even shorter amount of time, but it's kind of like the bowl game. People often decide to pass. It's like, yeah. we don't have a we don't have as long as a, a window to run up here. I mean, usually the soccer season will end in May, World Cup, late June, July. Now, if you could pick up an ankle injury, you could miss literally the most important tournament of your life. So that's going to be on minds for sure. Uh, let's stay in Italy with a similar matchup here in Juventus. Team that should be doing better than they are. Huge powerhouse in Europe. But they're a half-goal favorite, even money, so a little bit less than a half-goal favorite, hosting a smaller club in Lazio, who's doing a little bit better this season. What do you make of this matchup? Any side or total you lean to? 
Also lean to Lazio. Um, so as an underdog player, if anyone's been listening to the European betting podcast, you probably have picked that up by now. Um, but yeah, uh, Lazio, they have been dealing with some injuries. Unfortunately, Chiro Mobile, who's probably their most famous player, um, big on the international stage for Italy, though they won't be doing anything uh, at the World Cup this year. Um, he's been out for a while. I don't think he's going to come back. But Lazio got a really good win. We talked about them in their Derby de la Capitale, I believe is the name of it, um, when they went to Roma and took a win last weekend, uh, despite being a little bit uh, undermanned with suspensions and that injury, as I just mentioned. Um, but I really like what I've seen from Lazio this season. They are kind of historically a team that scores a lot of goals and doesn't really play any defense. They brought in a, a defensive-minded manager um, who's done a really good job of kind of not rocking the boat offensively, but he's really done a lot better defensively this season. They've given up very few goals. Um, and I feel like it's a really good spot to back a team like Lazio, who we know has firepower. Juventus, on the other hand, they've been playing better as of late, but they've been kind of switching to a youth movement, playing a lot younger players because their older veteran guys just really haven't been getting it done. I don't think that's something that we can expect to happen for a long time, ultimately, but um, I love getting a half a goal where you can go into uh, Torino and, and take a draw on Juve, who aren't the same Juve that we're used to. Uh, and walk out of there with a full, full, uh, full, full stake uh, when when you win. So strong lead to Lazio. I got to be honest here. I uh, I have a best bet I'm considering, but your handicap on Lazio and especially on Adla- Atlanta has me uh, has me interested in maybe uh, maybe jumping on board that ship. Uh, as hey, I'm just trying to give you my best bet. So I come in with ideas, but the best soccer better I know, Griffin Warner, is telling me a strong handicap, and I agree with some of his concepts. Be hard not select that as my best bet but we'll move on here and uh this is a game i was thinking i would have my best bet in coming in it's in the premier league league i'm most familiar with and it's the red hot newcastle team four straight wins haven't won five straight since 2014 hosting graham potter the magic of graham potter and chelsea and talk about the magic of graham potter talk about teams doing better than they should according to expected goals they should be 14th in the league the mighty north london club chelsea they aren't doing that great, but they're better than that. They're currently seventh. So that's the biggest differential um, in England. And maybe it's because of the home field advantage of Chelsea and um, or Stamford Bridge. But hey, every time I bet on them at Stamford Bridge, they end up mightily unlucky. So I don't know what's going on. I can't seem to make heads or tails of it. But Newcastle, on paper, are significantly better. They're about... Three quarters of a goal better than their competition by expected goals. Chelsea's about a quarter of a goal less. That said, these teams are expected to be about the same. Newcastle at home is a quarter goal favorite. We've talked about that in Europe. That's pretty standard as the home field advantage. I got to say, Newcastle seems like the sharp side. Chelsea seems like the public side to me at first blush. But I'm interested in what you what what your take is on the matchup. Yeah, I'm interested in your blush. I would go West London Club Chelsea. By the way, no, not not North London. Okay, uh, good to know. North, I think, is more Tottenham and then a little bit Arsenal. West London Chelsea. Chelsea's a really nice neighborhood. Uh, an ex girlfriend lived over there, so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, pretty All sure right, West know. London is the nice spot to be. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, I mean, the magic of Graham Potter. Like, I'm a little nervous about Graham Potter right now. Uh, I got to say, I, I recorded my podcast betting the pitch earlier today. And uh, I, it kind of came out of my mouth unexpectedly because I kind of go off the top of my head. But I was like, man, I don't know if this Graham Potter experiment's really working. So um, he's got a lot of respect. People love him for sure. Uh, I think everyone does to a certain extent. 
And these aren't his players, to say the least. He didn't have any sort of time in a transfer window to bring in any of his guys. Um, but they have kind of underperformed, I feel like. And uh, at least versus expectations, which at Chelsea are monstrous always through the roof. Um, and in looking at this matchup, I got to say, Newcastle, I'm very surprised to see them as a quarter goal favorite. Um, home court advantage kind of feels like very prim and proper. So maybe that does fit for uh, soccer, actually. Um, <laughs> I like it. So, but like, yeah, seeing Newcastle essentially rated even uh, with Chelsea right now is, I, mean, I guess there's a little bit more juice in the Chelsea side than the Newcastle side last time I looked. But um, Newcastle have been awesome. And they have what sounds like a, an orchestra of people screaming at all times. And when things go well, like you can hear it through the mics, which aren't very good, unfortunately, in a lot of these English broadcasts. That's one of my bigger concerns. You don't really feel like you're there, uh, but you feel like you're there whenever you're watching Newcastle match. And they got to play someone that wasn't Man City midweek uh, in the cup where Chelsea had to go to uh, the Etihad and, and lost at City. Um, they did rotate quite a bit. Uh, we saw Christian Pulisic out there, which, you know, they're rotating if he's in the starting lineup. Um, but unfortunately, Chelsea looked really kind of damaged to me. Uh, they still don't really have a way to score goals. They thought Romelu Lukaku, speaking of, would solve that last year. That clearly didn't work out. Um and they just have Kai Havertz ruining chances. Uh, Christian Pulisic is scores for the U.S. and doesn't seem to score for anyone else. So, um, based on like line value, I think Chelsea. I'm I was surprised to see Chelsea as a quarter goal underdog, honestly. Um, but based on the form book or the form table and how Newcastle are playing, they are really scary to fade, especially at home right now. That's my dilemma. I, I was coming in and thinking I got to pick Chelsea. I mean, I'm sorry, I got to pick Newcastle here because the last time. Uh, I was very close to picking Newcastle. I saw some of these metrics coming up, and it looked very good. And I switched to Chelsea at the last second because of the magic of Graham Potter and the fact they hadn't given up any goals. And Chelsea got worked by Potter's former team, Brighton. And Newcastle won 4-0. So now I'm coming in with those same expectations. I'm looking at the numbers. They continue to show that Chelsea's perhaps overrated, especially on the road. And Newcastle's perhaps underrated. So I'm going to stick with my guns and go for Newcastle as my best bet here. Uh, I like it, Atlantia and Inter, but I'm going to come with uh, my own instincts and, you know, win or lose, that's where it's at. I just think that Chelsea, the most teams, the most players going to the World Cup, even Christian Pulisic, he's, he's a bit player for them. He's essential for the United States of America. Captain America, yeah. Exactly. And I feel like Newcastle at home, it's going to be raucous. They got one. They got one. Uh, one more pint to pass around and celebrate this current this current form before a long break. I feel like it's going to be raucous. I feel like they get it done. One zero, two one, something like that. Uh, so I'm gonna stick with it. Newcastle as my best bet. But who we kidding? You want to go with the man that keeps winning? His best bet is coming up. That'd be Griffin Warner's. But first, let me save you a little bit of money on pregame.com. We've been talking about it. It's coming up. The world. Cup. United States, well, they drew England, Iran, and Wales. They are about pick them with Wales to qualify as the second favorite in that group. So the promo code for us this fine Friday afternoon is DRAW20. Like World Cup draw, DRAW20. Like drawing a fine picture of the World Cup statue as inspiration. If you're Christian politics and on your little notebook on your, on your flight to Qatar, that would be draw 20 to save 20% at pregame.com. How do you save pre? What? 
All right. You know, you've, you've listened to this podcast before. You know what I'm getting at. But if you haven't, let me be a little more specific. Go to pregame.com. Those are the places. That is the place where the best handicappers in the world preside. Baseball, hockey. Currently have a handicapper, Sat Steinberg, who started off the hockey, hockey season 31 and 11. And you can access this information at pregame.com. And you can save money with that World Cup featured promo code, Draw20. Just put Draw20, D-R-A-W-2-0, in your shopping cart. Draw20 like the World Cup draw. Save 20% at pregame.com. Any handicapper you like, subscription, or daily package. Without further ado, let's get into what we've been all waiting for. The best bet from the man that is red hot, Griffin Warner. What are we betting on this weekend? What a tease. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, since we're all presiding at pregame.com, I feel very presidential. Uh, at the moment. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to France for a league. It's a little bit off the beaten path, but you should have French lines available at all your books. Uh, hopefully even the uh, corner store bookies, if that's what you're using. Wouldn't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> probably try to look somewhere else, especially considering billion dollar companies can't even stay solvent at this point. Uh, sorry, that's two FTX references so far in this episode. <laughs> I am very hurt by it. And uh, apparently I'm not going to retire anytime soon. With that said, I'm going to go for football club Lorient. They are a quarter goal underdog at Racing Club Strasbourg. Um, ultimately, Strasbourg has had one of the most disappointing campaigns so far in League 1. Flip side, Lorient have been awesome, are at top of the table, uh, competing for European spots, are in a Champions League race right now, which no one expected, a team that was... Honestly, probably expected to go down last season or at least the season before when they were promoted. Um, but they've been great. They have this counterattacking style that's going to put um, a lot of defenders in the box that will st- restrict Strasbourg's space, which they haven't really had a good time scoring with uh, open fields or really by themselves, it feels like, this season. Uh, and they have one of the best kind of unknown or at least unheralded strikers in Tara Malfi, a Nigerian who unfortunately will not be playing at the World Cup, but that might even keep him at Lorient a little bit longer because he won't be in that shop window when everyone is watching, uh, even at 4 a.m. local time, uh, 2 a.m., I guess, in Vegas. I can't even imagine what that's going to look like for you, Mackenzie. But uh, you can take Football Club Lorient plus one quarter right now. The juice is pretty friendly. Uh, might even see a half by the time this kicks off. Market in France has not really loved Lorient so far this season, and they've been just really flipping off, flipping them off and uh, stomping on their heads the whole way. Uh, and I think that continues as we go into the World Cup break. So take... Football Club Lorient plus one quarter and use that promo code draw 20, get 20% off my picks, Mackenzie's picks, anyone's on the pregame.com website because uh, Lorient's going to go smack around Strasbourg this weekend. There you have it. Strasbourg 18th in the table and their home favorites. I say value on Lorient, not Lorient. Nice, nice. Very Lorient. well done. <laughs> well did, Mac. Well did. Absolutely. That's how we do here on the European Soccer Betting Podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Thank you for joining us. We will check you next week for a World Cup edition. Let's go.